0: Thank you for waiting, ladies and gentlemen. We were invited first class. Now we're inviting Executive Platinum, Platinum, Emerald, Sapphire, and Ruby. If those words are written on your boarding card, please come forward. Hey, hey, this is Rika, your host of Catch Flights, Not Feelings. Ladies and gentlemen have boarding out available. Hey, hey, welcome back to Catch Flights, not feelings with your host Rika. It is Travel Tips Thursday once again, and I am bringing you Spain Part 3, or Trace. (laughs) Uh, So I, this part, is all about Madrid. Uh, I didn't spend too many days in Madrid. I think tops I spent was, let's see, probably two days, if that. Uh, It was a really short trip, and it's kind of my layover in between Barcelona, so I am doing this backwards for those of you who are already caught up, but um, I decided to do Madrid later, or the last part, because of how little time I spent there. However, I still made the most of it, and I maximized my time there. I do as always, with any trip I've mentioned, uh, want to visit again and explore more of the city, uh, because I think it was really beautiful. I, I arrived late at night, so I didn't get to see as much during the, during the active days, active hours. However, uh, I had a I was lucky enough to have a friend from college that was uh, actually working and living there so she showed me around we got to um, stop at some of her favorite places and some of her local stops and I got to meet some of her friends and co-workers and I really loved that um, I thought that was a great experience because Honestly, I had nothing planned for Madrid uh, other than just to kind of stop layover and seeing seeing what was there. Uh, I did once again do a hop-on, hop-off bus tour here, uh, so that gave me the opportunity to see as much as I could in a small amount of time. Uh, I did take a train um, from Bilbao back to Madrid and hopped in a taxi. Um, and made it to my hotel so once again I was I am still a travel agent at this point so um, I got a really great deal at the Weston Place Madrid um, one of the Weston hotels and resorts from Marriott Uh, so I got to stay there it was really nice Um, really nice upscaled I stayed at the Weston place in Madrid and it's a category six place. Uh, usually runs for 224 a night and that's just a random night I picked guys. Um, I usually travel in November so let's see. Uh, And these all could have changed due to COVID times and restrictions uh, wholeheartedly. So don't hold me to these prices. Uh, This is just what I found when I was looking it up as today online um, around August 4th, 2021. Um, So actually, going in November of this year, that price increases to 293 euros a night Uh, and I paid back in 2018 because I was a travel agent I was able to pay looks like I only paid 92 euros um, for one night which is amazing a really great discount and like I said that's really I think that's the best benefit I got from being a travel agent was staying at these really nice hotels for a lot less. Uh, Being able to post about it, talk about it, give reviews um, was really beneficial to me during that time. I just don't necessarily think it was worth the monthly payment I was making into it because I wasn't actually booking many people. Uh, I know travel agents are fairly popular still. However, it just didn't seem like it was going to be for me because I seemed to be the only one benefiting from it, uh, which is perfectly fine. But I really wanted to be able to help others and help them search for travel deals and get great deals on their travel packages but uh, yeah, it just didn't seem to fit me in that capacity so uh, I digress. <laughs> so, stayed at that place for about a couple days it looks like um and I took pictures there they had a bidet and a toilet there in one in one bathroom so just in case you can choose your preference I always love to try a bidet um if you have the opportunity and you haven't tried an actual real bidet please do uh it's it's mind-blowing and it's it's awesome. it's a great experience to be honest. Um, I had a rain shower and I really love the door that, um, this hotel had. It's basically it looked like its own little apartment door. Um, you had a peephole, you had your number outside the door. Uh, but it was of course all automated, so you had your digital key card or the key card, and you could get into your room. The the lobby and the. The place I was staying was equally just as fancy. And so I uh, met up with my friend that the night I got in and she showed me all around. We went to uh, a hookah bar, uh, cafe del sol place and met up with some friends and got to experience the local nightlife there. Um, so I was on the go, I was ready to experience things, I was ready to party because jet lag hit me, and so I was like, let's do it, let's stay up as long as I can, um, and just have fun, so we walked around the city center, uh, and explored, we got to, I went to, gosh, I think, I'm hoping I recorded where I went, there's this place with churros, um, and if you don't know me, I love churros, uh, <laughs> but, This place offered churros, and you could cover it with chocolate and dip it in whipped cream. And I wish I remembered what it was or where it was, uh, the name of it, but it was muy delicioso. um, Because I, yeah, I just, I loved it. I was blown away by it and just really... Uh, yeah I was really thankful for that and I think during that time I took a picture so hopefully I can remember and add that in the show notes where I was but so we were going to this little little cafe and as we were walking through the city streets there was a really long line um, and I think there was a concert going on and to be honest I think it was BTS before they really shot up but they were famous in foreign countries way before they were famous in america so um i really honestly think bts was uh nearby and doing a concert while we were there or while i was there which was i think just a little fun fact (laughs) um yeah, so driving around the city center um, and or walking around it, really cool atmosphere. Large, large uh, monuments and, and buildings they have there. Um, they, have, they have an Arc de Triomphe just like they, they have in Paris and in uh, Barcelona, so they have their own little uh, rendition of that. So drove by that on the hop-on, hop-off tour. And then I uh, stopped at the uh, Real Palace as well as I stopped by the Cathedral of Madrid. Um, It looked like they were doing some sort of event uh, because there was music, there was bagpipes, there was drums um, going on and kind of a, yeah, I don't know what was going on that day. Um, I don't think I ever really looked it up to, to be honest, but yeah, I got to experience that culture, I guess, in a way, in a small way. Um, and yeah, took pictures outside the palace, uh, because it was so massive. Uh, I, I of course had to, and they had the bells going outside the cathedral so I wanted to record that for a little bit and just show how how large this space was how large this palace was and I think it's vacant at the at the moment or it was at that moment so um, it was just mainly for tourism and people to to go see Um, so as as I always say well as I say in my motto I think uh, and if you, if you realize, or if you've listened to me over this time, um, I'm very adaptable. And so I hit the ground running when I do visit a new country. And so, you know, my motto this time was when in Spain do as the Spaniards do, um, and just live life and take those siestas, at, eat the, uh, Tapas, uh, drink the wine, enjoy the, the beers, enjoy the, the atmosphere, enjoy the architecture, and truly immerse yourself in it. Because sometimes these are once-in-a-lifetime explorations, once-in-a-lifetime visits, and you gotta go big, because why, why not? If you don't, um, then what was the point of visiting, you know? Um, and being able to explore that and and just be, just be, I guess, and truly find yourself as you're exploring these cultures, exploring these different avenues, um, and having that opportunity to, to kind of live as they do or get a little snippet of what they do um on their daily lives. I would love to be able to spend 2 years in each place, but I know there's so much more world to see and I'm I just that that just doesn't I, I just don't think that'd be plausible for me right now, but I'd love to be able to to visit these places and stay for a long period of time whether it be three months or six months to to just see the culture and actually be in that culture for a longer period of time because I think you can truly well I don't think you can truly say you've you know the culture until you've been there for a certain amount of time but I definitely don't think two days is enough to say oh, I I love Madrid, and um, I really got to immerse myself in that culture and be a, and know what, how a Madrid person lives, but, and that's just not the case here, so, um, yeah, visiting in Madrid was short-lived, but um, very, very packed full of things to do, so, just walking around um, the old neighborhoods and seeing the architecture that was built and just just getting a little bit of history um, and what just getting a little bit of history as as I was walking through the city centers um, they really they' Their iconic bear and a strawberry tree statue uh, was in their city center, and they got a pin from it uh, from Madrid with that because it definitely seemed to be uh, very iconic and very um, uh, meaningful to them. So, yeah, that was in their plaza, um, and so just walking around, taking in the tapas and the neighborhoods, and and enjoying every step of the, of the way that I, that I got to experience. So that is my experience in Madrid. Um, Like I said, take the hop on, hop off, hop on, hop off bus tour uh, and visit all these local, and visit, and take a city tour around Madrid. I once again think that is the best way to see a city in the quickest way um, because you get to see a lot for a little you get to see a lot and it's worth the money. You get to hear from local tourists or you get to hear from the locals um, and be able to stop at these different locations along your tour and I think that's one way to you know get the culture and or see see the top highlights if you have a short amount of time I would still do it even if I didn't have or I would still do it even if I was staying longer because I think um, it's beneficial. Uh, But I also think it's really helpful if you have a friend that lives there, knows the city, and is able to walk you around and show you around. But if you don't have that, this is a great way to do that. Um, Or if you're with a group of people... Uh, by all means, have, have one person each pick a place and you go and explore that place for however long you guys intend to do that. But as a solo traveler, I think that's a really effective way to get a lot seen and it's safe and you know it's in a lot of countries and cities. So it's a trustworthy company and I always have felt so- safe taking those tours. So that is my experience in Madrid. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This podcast has been edited by Rika herself. Thank you and I will see you every other Thursday on Catch Flights Not Feelings. hey hey i'm back with another snippet of delayed flights and today i'm going to be talking about seat choices um since i've kind of covered economy and first class uh i would love to talk to you about where and why where i choose my seats and why um On any flight, to be honest, I try and pick over the wings, and that is because of the turbulence um, and because I think it's a really great shot um, every time I sit in it. So, uh, usually, those seats usually range between 12 to 16, I'd want to say, on any large flight. Um, If you're on a smaller flight, it's going to be that probably 7 to 9. Uh, rows of seats. So, yeah, when I do try and choose my seats, um, most flights usually automatically pick them for you. But I love to go in and choose my own seats because I I'm that specific on where I want to sit, um, and I do really love the window seat. So, um, that's the best shot in my opinion where i can get a great photo of which airline i'm on as well as the view that i'm at so it's usually going to be a shot of the wing and the airport um, or the tarmac so being able to have a window seat right above the wings is the most comfortable and the most relaxing for me um, if I'm not sitting in first class, and so I get that opportunity in, in economy, and usually you'll have that space um, to, to recline your seats, of course, um, but you're not going to be in that um, economy plus section. Uh, per se but you are going to have that opportunity to sit on that wingspan and like I said because it's the in the middle of the plane it's right above the wings you're not going to feel as much turbulence going through a lot of um, you know clouds or getting started taking off or landing uh, so that's a plus and that's a that's an additional plus in my opinion so if you don't like turbulence and of course who who does love turbulence um I know I don't think anybody loves turbulence but if you are flying for the first time or you're flying solo for the first time by yourself uh by all means definitely choose a spot on the wing so you feel less less scared um and you won't feel as much they do say usually um turbulence is minimal in the back but of course the bathrooms are in the back and usually families are in the back screaming kids screaming babies um and if you're a solo traveler that can be uh, detrimental or harder for you um to uh, to relax so um get your seat on that wingspan. If you love a window or an aisle, I would love to know. Um, I think I'm going to do a poll on on this on my Instagram. Uh, I've switched it back to least 24 once again on my Instagram channel. So if you are following me, check it out there because I would love to know if you're a window or an aisle person. And then where do you love to sit if you get that opportunity um, or do you just go where, where, go wherever they choose for you as far as the airline goes. Um, but yeah, as a solo traveler, pick your spot, um, get comfortable, pop in those headphones and settle down for a good relaxing flight favorite seat that I usually choose is near a window and on the wings anywhere I can Um, and like I said that's my favorite I would love to know where your favorite seat is and why you know just tell me a little bit of tidbit (laughs) For listening to Catch Flights Not Feelings with your host Rika. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day.